Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. We got Captain Stevo on the control panel. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah, John, what's up? What are we talking about, Taylor? Um, recently a topic uh, kind of came to us yeah. from a, a friend of John's who yep. is a listener. Yeah. And basically he's like, why is it every time I go to a gun shop, the guy behind the counter is just yeah. a fucking dick? Yeah. Yeah, it was a... <laughs> I mean, to put it blunt. I mean, yeah, look, we've all had the experience. I've had the experience. Taylor's had the experience. Now I got another person who's had an experience. You can read it online. People have experiences oh, all the yeah. time, which oh, are yeah. not great. People who run gun shops tend to be short and, like, not height-wise, but, you know, temper-wise. And, um, yeah, sometimes they're dicks. So, uh, I mean, it's... Look, I don't know. We're going to get into it a little bit. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. Probably, it'd probably be less than an hour, but um, it's definitely not going to go over an hour. I don't know how long we could talk about, you know, gun shop guys being, right. you know, assholes. Um, not And not all of them. No, no. I don't want to. There's a stereotype, yeah, it's a stereotype that's associated it's with. It's a stereotype. Yeah, before we get into this, dude, I was watching the, um, the, the, the like, some coverage on the debate for the vice president. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't watch the whole thing. So I was like, oh, let me just like look up some some you know highlights, dude. You, the only two things I saw were that Pence had a fucking a fly. like a fly on his head, <laughs> and that Pence had like might have had pink eye. Why why is that the shit that we're focusing on? I don't know. I really don't. Dude, know. it's embarrassing. I know it is. You it, know, just like oh my god, like and then fucking I saw Biden is like selling fly swatters now. <laughs> it was like a campaign thing, and he's like, let's make this campaign fly, dude. It had like fifty thousand tweets. I'm not on, on Twitter, so yeah. that's just a completely different universe for me. <laughs> I know I it's, it, it, the man. whole thing's a fucking yeah. I'm not, it's so ridiculous. like it's not even worth talking about the debate. Obviously, the no. world doesn't give a shit no. if they're talking about fucking fly swatters and all that. So, right. all right, yeah. So I spoke to a friend of mine who said he was like, "Look, John, like." You know, I don't get it, man. Like, I went to this spot, and you know what? Honestly, it's gonna be—it's—it's it's a shop that's um that's affiliated with another shop. Um, the originating shop happens to be—we're not gonna drop any names, so we don't want to sway anybody from going to right. one place to another. The um the original shop, great shop. Yeah, Taylor knows the shop. I go great there. Guys, that's really the only place that's that your, I go. Right, to. that's his shop. I've been there. The guys are awesome. I've had full conversations with people there. I've purchased things there, <clears throat> and it's never a problem. So where I live, there's another shop. It's affiliated, and um, he went and he was like, you know, I recommended the shop, um, and he was like, dude, like I went there and the guy was just a dick. He Why like, don't you describe what happened? Yeah, like he went in. I think from what he was saying, like he went in and he was looking for you know maybe a shotgun. So he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, um, actually, I think what he originally went in there for was because he wanted to buy a Glock 26, okay? He carries a, uh, I believe, a 19, and he was like, you know, it's just a little heavy, whatever, and I want to get something that's a little smaller, maybe a little lighter on my belt. So he goes in, and he, he, he gets, you know, somebody comes up to help him, whatever, and he was like, right off the bat, man, I could just tell that this guy just didn't want anything to do with me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, I, you know, I'm telling him, like, hey, you know, like, I have a 19, um, I want something a little smaller, a little lighter. You know, I know a guy who who carries a twenty six. That'd be me. And um, he's like, you know, like I I, I I think that's what I want to go for. Can you can we talk about it? And the guy was like, well, yeah. What's the problem with it? And he's like, well, the the, the 19's a little too heavy on my belt. It pulls on my pants. And he's like, the guy was like, well, then get a tighter belt. And he's just like looking at him like, what? Like, yeah, just get a tighter belt. Tighten your belt. And he's like, dude, like I I did tighten my belt, but. You know, like, it's yeah. still, you know, and he was just like, well, yeah, that happened to me, and I just got a tighter belt. 
So like right off the bat, dude, just doesn't want to even talk fuck, about a firearm dude? with the, with him. Dude. Okay, let's going into a brick and mortar store in this day and age is a dying thing. Yeah. You know, it's dying. People could just buy fucking guns on the internet and have them shipped to an FFL and all you're getting as a store that's doing the transfer is what on average $30. Yeah. So if you have a human being walking into your store, they want to spend 5, 6, 700 dollars in your store, what the fuck are you doing being an asshole, you know? Right. Um and this was somebody who worked there. This wasn't the owner of the shop. So this isn't necessarily a reflection on the owner of the shop. Um, or the shop itself, but this particular employee at this shop. Mm-hmm. But it does coincide with a lot of other people's experience. So he was like, okay, well, I guess if you don't want to help me with that, like, how about, like, shotguns? You know, I've been I've been watching a lot of videos on, like, trap shooting and skeet shooting and, you know, something I'm interested in. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, the shotguns are on the back wall. And Silence. Was, yeah. <laughs> so my friend was like, uh, and, and just to be clear, my friend is a, a full-on adult. He's in his 30s. You know, it's not like he's a kid going in, so whatever. He uh, He's like, all right. like He's like, D- can you, like, show me? You can walk back right. there with me. The guy was like, I, I, I guess so. He walks back there, and he's like, all right, these are the shotguns. Let me know what you need, and I'll just whatever. And he, like, walks away. So he's like, what? Like, yeah. He's like, dude. Like, yeah. So he's, like, looking around, and then he goes back to the guy. He's like, hey, like. You know, how about um, Remington or something? Didn't Remington, like, go bankrupt? One of these... Yeah, so the guy was like, yeah. So he was like, oh, like, you know, you got, like, Remington shotguns. And the guy was like, Remington went bankrupt. And he's just looking at him like he's a fucking asshole. Like, dude, like, he doesn't live, you know, eat, breathe fucking firearms. Like, it's not his job to know, hey, Remington is bankrupt. How about... Oh, what about Remington? Uh, Well, you know, like... We have very limited stock because, like, the company went bankrupt. They sold off a lot of different, you know, bits and parts of the company. So they're not really, you know, they're not really around right now. Okay, perfect. Like, from a customer service standpoint, like, look, I worked in customer service. That's not how you treat people. Yeah. You know, so it just it just goes into the thing. The, the guy ended up leaving. He didn't buy anything. Right. So you had someone who came in who not only wanted to buy a handgun, a handgun which, you know, those, those sales are limited. Right. You had someone who also wanted to buy a shotgun, and you fucking let him walk right out the door. We're talking about handguns with ammunition, shotguns with with shotgun shells, right. maybe a case, yeah. all this different shit, and you just let this fucking guy walk right out the door because you were an asshole. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed, and especially, unfortunately, with this coronavirus pandemic going on, you know, you can't just walk into a gun shop anymore, it seems. Like, the gun shop that I go to, they have a, a desk or, like, a table at the front door. And then you have to wait. And then when I, the last few times I was in there last month, I mean, there was a line wrapped in the store and there's five guys behind the counter and they're all busy and they're all running around. Right. And I get it. It is stressful dealing with these regulations Mm -hmm. and answering Mm -hmm. the phone. One guy was just Mm -hmm. carrying a phone in his pocket, constantly picking up the phone Mm -hmm. and literally answering people's dumb questions. Like, and this is, and this Mm -hmm. is my defense of maybe the attitude that comes from that. I asked my friend if they were busy at the time and he said there was not a single person in the store. Right. Yes. Right. And that unfortunately happens. But getting into why I think a lot of times the stereotype of the kind of asshole behind the gun counter mm-hmm. is true because mm-hmm. if you think about it, okay, somebody's coming to you. A lot of times it might not be somebody who knows what they're talking about. Right. And you, it's a retail job. 
Right. You might you might be really passionate about firearms working behind the counter, and mm-hmm. you might get annoyed that everybody that comes to you doesn't know what they're talking about, doesn't know safe handling. You might get muzzled constantly. Yep. You know, you have to answer ridiculous questions on the phone yep. constantly. And I mm-hmm. and listen, mm-hmm. it does chip away at you a little bit. Yeah, it does. But, but anyone it's who not works, excusing look, that. It's not. And anybody who works retail or who has ever worked retail, you know that. I, personally, I think everybody at one point in their life should be working a retail job because mm-hmm. it changes you man you can fucking see just how stupid people are that being said that doesn't give you a fucking license no. to be an asshole no, i'm it sorry doesn't. it doesn't and if if you went into you know uh i worked at an ice cream shop okay bef- before i got on you know before i got on uh, into the law enforcement theater and um dude people come in they ask the same questions every day is your ice cream cold yeah like pretty much right they ask <laughs> they ask really ridiculous questions like oh uh you know what's in the uh what's in this chocolate peanut butter ice cream and it's like dude, well it's fucking chocolate and it's peanut butter oh oh okay you know what i mean like yeah. and it's it's not i'm not saying there's anything bad about the customers no but i'm saying people who don't know about the product that you carry are going to ask you the same questions over right. and over and over again, right. one person to the other. It's the same thing with any other retail business. People are going to come and they're going to ask you the same questions over and over and over because they don't know. Yeah. And it goes into the you know the gun aspect. People are going to come in and guns are a mystery to a lot of people. Oh, and yeah. people who want... Look, it takes for some people a lot of guts i guess per se to actually make that big leap and walk into a gun store it does into something that they have no idea what it is right into you know a lot of people have never even seen a gun store right so they're gonna say you know what i feel i feel that i really need to have a firearm you know i did a little bit of reading about it on the internet i'm gonna go into this gun store that i've seen you know down the block all the time and they walk in the gun store and the first thing they're fucking met with is an asshole behind the counter who doesn't want anything to do with them right i think if anyone out there works at a gun store you you got to do better, right? You know you you ha- you, you got to do better. You got to talk to the people you work with if you see it, and I know it's it's a shitty thing to say because it's probably not your job to worry about what other employees are doing, but dude, like, it's something that really needs to be addressed, right? And I've I've in a previous episode I've told um, about the gun shop that I go to again, not dropping names, but yeah. when I told the story about how I got a rifle shipped to me and the bolt wasn't in there and they let me mm-hmm. behind the counter to go on their computer to yep. log into my own gun broker yep. to get the guy's information mm-hmm. because you can't pull that up on gun broker mobile. You have right. to log in mm-hmm. on a computer mm-hmm. and they allowed me to do that. Yeah. I mean, not anybody, it, you know. And you were transferring a gun. So yeah. you were spending like the least amount of money right. you could there. I mean, right. I, 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 at that point, I was picking up like two guns a month. Yeah. I was in there buying also ammo, cleaning supplies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. also I, I knew the guys like name, you know, first right. names there. Right. And um, right, but you have a relationship with them. Yes and no. But if I mean, if, but I, if, if I go in, I'm I'm familiar. Right, but like they've seen you before. They yeah. know you know what you're talking about. Yeah. If you're a new person walking in the door and you're met with any type of resistance, that's going to turn you right. off. And not for nothing, but buying a gun online isn't that straightforward anymore. No. Where you can just get it shipped to your house like anything else. You still need to have, be in contact with right. those people from the shop. Right. And and that's a problem. So two stories that I want to tell. The last time I was in the gun shop, I told you this. Mm-hmm. Um, huge line. I'm waiting to pick up some ammo. And a young kid walks up to the door, and he the guy meets him at the door because again, this is pandemic policy. Yep. They have yep. you know they limit the amount of people, right. and he's like, "Hey, what can I get for you? Or what what are you you know here for?" And he's like, um, "I want to look at some handguns." He's mm-hmm. like, "Do you have a permit?" And he's like, "No, I'm in the process of getting my permit." He's like, "All right, well, I can't show you any handguns." Right. And then the kid was just like, "Oh," and then just kind of walked out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at that point in time, the store was packed. They were doing, I think, they were. It looked like they were just doing all handguns transfers, which is right. paperwork. Yeah, you know, it was. Yep. They were insanely busy, so mm-hmm. I kind of get that. But the lack of follow up is like, well, hey, once you get your permit, feel free to come back. Yeah. You know, it just takes that little extra. Right. And the kid right. was young. You know, he was you know in his early twenties, obviously. Right. But you know, you could tell he was kind of nervous, mm-hmm. and um, you know, maybe just that little extra set that little extra sentence you could throw right. at the end. It's like, hey, well, when you get your permit, feel free to come back. I know things are yeah. crazy, but. We'll we'll work yeah, with and, you. And I don't know if it's like the lack of maybe these guys haven't ever worked retail before. Or maybe they get sucked into like the you lore know, of walking lore, in a gun shop. You know, but like if you're a guy behind the counter, maybe you get sucked into that like that stereotype of like, oh, this is how I have to be as a guy who works at a gun shop. I have to be cold and be a dick. No, like and and like I was saying, maybe it's maybe it goes back to these people are retired people. They've never really worked with the public before, right. as far as like customer service. Like, look, man, like people are gonna ask questions. They're gonna want to know things. And like you were saying, the lack of follow up is a problem. Right. Say, oh hey, like oh you know when when someone comes into a shop and you don't have what the product they're looking for, you know, oh uh, we don't have what you want. Oh okay, uh, I guess I'll try back. You know what? Let me let me get your phone number. I'll give you a call when the stuff comes in. Right. You know, I mean, dude, we're, we're not talking about like a one, two, three dollar sale. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Could be thousands and of dollars. And it's also a trust thing because yeah. a firearm is something that you trust with your life. Right. And somebody selling that to you, you want a good relationship with that. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, obviously you could buy guns on GunBroker and yeah. you're not going to no, meet you the mean. person. I know but, what you mean. Right. You know, even if you're transferring a gun, you know, when I, when I went to the shop, I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I'm going to probably buy another gun. Right. You know, and then at that point I needed a cleaning kit for an eight millimeter Mauser. So mm-hmm. I picked up a cleaning kit. Yeah, I mean, oh, you could have uh, easily bought that on Amazon. Oh, I know. You know, know. for probably uh, you know two thirds of the price, but yep. you paid a little extra and you went to the gun shop. Yes, and that to me is is worth more. And you right. know, even people like my friends who are looking to pick up a gun, I always mm-hmm. say, hey, go to this place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go see this guy. Yeah, he knows. He's he's helped me out in the past. Yeah. So there's the gun shop that I use to uh, buy my um to to purchase my my Glocks. Um, I. I'm gonna. I'll drop their name just because it's it's LEO only. Um, Atlantic Firearms. Atlantic okay. Tactical. Uh, Atlantic Tactical Firearms. Yeah. It's, Atlantic Firearms is a different company. Yeah. Ad- Atlantic Tactical. Tactical. My mistake. Um, there's there's a few of them. I think they're yeah. like a, they're like a chain store. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. um, dude, I'm telling you, I go in there, and maybe it's because they know they're dealing with you know law enforcement. It's for law enforcement, uh, EMS, FD. You can only if like you're if you're in like civil service and stuff you can shop there, um, and obviously if you have the the proper paperwork you can purchase you know guns there. Um, they have like you know it's like a it's pretty much for those of for those of you who know what a buff shop is it's a buff shop but on like a super super professional level and obviously they have firearms. Dude, I go in there I'm greeted every time like these guys know me. And I usually deal with the same guy, but every once in a while I go in there and there's somebody new who who I'd have never met and I'm telling you. They talk to me like I'm like I'm one of their best friends, mm-hmm. and it makes me want to buy more shit there, man. It does. There, there were times where I went in to buy one gun and I bought two. You know, not <laughs> did you accidentally buy the gun. I did not. I did not. I uh, talked myself <laughs> into buying. You really the, need to try it, that one one day. <laughs> it's not gonna work, man. She's heard it too many times. The story, but um, no, but like you know they. They they talk to me. They're they're very clear about certain things. They you know before I even ask questions, they have answers for it. Like because you know I need I need 
in the paperwork I need, I need to do a lot of paperwork with, with my department to actually show that I have this gun. So they'll like print out the piece of paper. They'll say, Hey, we know that you're, cause they know all the different departments. They know, you know, Oh, here they highlight a bunch of shit. And they're like, this is what you need for this form. This is what you need for that form. This is what you they're need for that form. Very knowledgeable. And they take the time and they, doesn't matter how many times you were there. They tell you exactly what you have to do. Like, if you have any problems, give us a call. We have no problem answering any questions you want. Even if you're not going to buy anything, just give us a call. Right. Dude, that is the type of customer service mm-hmm. that these local small gun shops should have. Right, right. Now, transitioning from the stereotype of the asshole behind the counter, let's transition to the stereotype of the asshole buyer. Yeah, because, so, like I said, I, yeah, I kind of really want to defend the employees of the gun shop. they got a mm-hmm. lot to deal with. they are always got right. rules and regulations. They're in a business that people want to be gone. And, yeah. and, so, I, and let's I, just get I, into the asshole customer. Yeah, I get it. I, I, obviously, people are going to go in there and they're not going to know things and they're exactly. going to ask things. And so, what we wanted to do is, yeah, we know that gun shop guys have a stereotype of being rough around the edges. Sometimes they're dicks. It seems like they don't want to help you or whatever. But you can work but with that. You, you can to a point. Yeah. And you know what? I've heard stories of people going into gun shops who were cops. They go into gun shops and they say, like, hey, I'm looking for this. And they're met with, like, you know, guys who are who are assholes they don't you know feels like they don't want to help them like yeah what do you need what do you want no well that you can't have this you can't have and then like you know the guy shows his credentials and then like now all of a sudden like there's a totally different person you're dealing with that's fucked up right it it shouldn't be but you know that's that goes into like the, the assumption that the customer walking in knows absolutely nothing and therefore they need to be treated like an asshole that's what that is right this guy had no idea who he was, and he only treated him better when he realized he was a cop. That's a problem to me. Yeah. yeah so what we wanted to also touch on is, like, gun shop etiquette. If you're a customer going in, what are some of the ways you can kind of navigate a little bit the and talk? The big thing and, to me is you know. communication. So let's right. just say I'm a gun shop customer, and let's just say I want to go and look at a firearm. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I could – that well, me telling you this, um, the number one thing is always ask. If you say, mm-hmm. let's just say you want to look at a, a rifle on the uh, yeah. on the wall, right? And you say, hey, you know, I'm looking to get this, this, and this. I really like that gun over there. Would you, you know, would I be able to see it? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, and let's just say, he says, yeah. Ask, always ask. Obviously, you want to check, you know, check if the gun is low unloaded. Normally, right. they'll they'll check that before right. they give it to you. That's just hopefully, an automatic, right, hopefully. Right. <laughs> but if you get a gun, always make sure it's un- unloaded. So even if he checks it, look in, put a finger in the chamber, mm-hmm, always check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the big thing I always ask is, let's just say if I'm looking at it, depending on the gun, there's certain guns you want to, you can dry fire and there's some you don't. But right. always ask. Always ask. Be like, hey, can I dry fire it so I can feel the trigger pull? On a really high-end 1911, they're probably going to be like, no. Yeah. On a Glock, yeah, dry fire it all day. On mm-hmm. a shotgun, yeah, dry fire it all day. Right. On an antique pistol or an old gun, yeah. they might be like, eh, no. You know, yeah. just... You yeah. know, if and, you're looking and, at that gun, right. you might know already. And don't be necessarily offended if they tell you no. Right. There's a reason behind it. Right. You know, um, I've had I've been in situations before where I ask, "Hey, I was at a gun show and I saw you know an old an old rifle mm-hmm. like a, a Mosin, and mm-hmm. they had the bolt zip tied closed, yeah, to to make it safe, right? And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm looking at this gun, but I, I want to look down the barrel, but I don't want to. Point the gun at me with the bolt closed. Can we right. just cut the tie and open? He's no. 
All right, well, thanks for that. Yep, then I'm Have not buying one. that gun. Have a good one. Yep. You know what I mean? It's right. I, And I get it. You don't want to be re-zip tying things, but maybe yeah. think about a different way to show that your gun is unloaded. Maybe right. you have a chamber flag. You know, right. maybe. Right. But again, always ask. So let's just say I'm, I want to look at a gun. He takes it off the rack. He unlo- He makes sure it's unloaded. Right. He hands it to me. Like, a lot of times they'll close the bolt. I'll mm-hmm. open the bolt. I'll look mm-hmm. at it. Right. Hey, can I dry fire it? Yeah, okay. New guns, you don't have to worry about things so much, but like a used gun, right. you know, hey, um, how do I look for rust? You know, hey, mm-hmm. can can I take this gun apart? Right. You know, it, even if it's just like a simple, like an AK, you can, mm-hmm. you know, hey, would you mind if I just take the top cover off and disassemble it to look in? Right. You know what I mean? Some gun shops will say mm-hmm. no because they've been in situations where a gun is completely taken apart and then the guy's like, I don't know how to put it back together. <laughs> and that could be part of why, the reason why right, they're kind of right, dicks. Right, right. Getting back yeah. into the defense of, let's mm-hmm. just say, a little calloused employee, right. they have to deal with some guy wanting to come in and look at a, a revolver and you know slapping the oh, cylinder yeah. closed, and, yeah. so which could I, really fuck up the revolver. It can. So I can get, I can. It, it's a two way street. Right. So what I'm getting at is always ask. If you're yeah. unsure, ask. If you want to yeah. dry fire it, ask. If you yeah. want to maybe see, hey, uh, I want to just look at the internals of the gun. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to take it apart? Would mm-hmm. you be able to show me? Yeah. And, you know, if they're hesitant or if they got, like, obviously read the read the situation. If right. they got a line of customers and he's the only one and obviously every customer is important and individual. But if you mm-hmm. if you really just. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going up to him and saying, like, hey, I know you have a long line. I'm going to have a, a, lot, a of lot of questions. questions. What's a good time for me to come back where you guys aren't so busy so right. we can have a conversation? Work with them. They'll probably really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with going in and because, and, you know, you might. Because you only you know how much you know. Yeah. So if you go into a shop, you don't know anything. Go up to the guy on the counter. The guy approaches you. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Like, look, here's the situation. I'm a brand new gun owner. I just got my pistol permit. Obviously, you know, I haven't been able to really look at handguns because of the laws around here in New York. Right. Um, I'm really looking to like sit down for you know a half hour, maybe an hour. Look at go some, guns, some guns. Go over some stuff. I don't know that much. I don't want you to think that I know a lot. Right. And and, and just walk through me with some of the good options for me are. And, Especially and, in New York where you might right. not be able to easily rent a handgun right. to shoot before right. you buy it. Right. I mean, we've had the luxury of renting handguns out of state and shooting yeah. them. So I know what a Glock right. feels like. I know right. what a Beretta 92 feels like. Right. You know? yeah, and I'm not saying that you have to go in there and cater to the gun shop. But, you know. Work with if, it. Right. I mean, we all know that they have a certain you know way of handling certain things and you know they might not be the most friendly people so maybe if you walk in there and you you're very straight up with them and hey look i'm looking at this 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 and this like when i go to when i go to my gun shop i go in there and say hey what's going on whatever hey i was thinking about getting you know a glock 43x oh, okay right over here and then like and then you know then like oh you know what about this one they don't have a problem with taking out gun after no. gun after gun and showing me you know and i think that's how it should be but if yeah. you just walk in and you say to them look i don't know that much so, I'm just looking for a little bit of knowledge. I, I do want to make a purchase. Right. You know, can you help me? Can we talk it out? Can we, you know. Mm-hmm. And don't also. Tell them, ass- tell them up front, you know. Yeah. Don't also assume that the person behind the counter knows everything. Mm-hmm. And don't be an asshole if you know more than him or her. Yeah. That's a big thing because you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to come off as a know-it-all. Yeah. And you might not, you might think you know. Right. <laughs> you know, like what happens, you know, like don't be that guy who's like, you're talking about a gun in the gun shop. Guy is like, oh, well, you know, this, this. And you're like, well, actually, no. Right. Dude. Don't don't be a dick. No. There's, a, there's, <laughs> you know? a, there's a way you of informing yeah. somebody of somebody versus yeah. right belittling well, can, them. exactly. So you could be like, and don't forget the things that you that your friends tell you and the shit that you read on the internet and on the forums probably not a hundred percent. So right. if a if a guy says to you like, oh um, 
you know, uh, if you're if you're at a gun shop and the counter guy says like, oh, well, you know, like this gun X, Y, and Z, but you have heard something else or right. you think you know something else, you're like, oh, I heard this was blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. So like, what's the deal with that? Is that true? And maybe they'll say like, no, that's a that's a common you know yes, misconception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you uh, you're going into a place where these people probably do know more than you. Right. You know, up to a certain point. I mean, Taylor, you know a lot about the history of guns and whatever, but maybe maybe I mean, and there's with every gun, there's a hundred different stories. Exactly. So maybe you haven't heard the story about this certain gun. There's a piece right. of the puzzle that you don't know, but he does. Exactly. You know, so I've had instances where one time a uh, a gun shop refused to transfer um, a gun for me because they said allegedly it mm-hmm. wasn't compliant. Yeah. Now what happened was it was a it was a Chinese SKS. It was a Narenko, and. What happened was I was buying a bunch of guns from one guy, and it was three guns. Well, not a bunch. It was three. Mm-hmm. And um, two of them were bolt guns. One was a uh, Lee yeah. Enfield number 4 Mark One. The other was a Mosin 9130, and then this one was an SKS. Mm-hmm. The SKS didn't have the internal magazine in it. Now, mm-hmm. that would be a problem in New York, but this gun was a band-compliant gun. So it was imported with a shaved-off bayonet lug. It didn't have a bayonet on it. So it was quote it was featureless, you know. Right, right. So it just had a five uh, a ten round detachable magazine, which was compliant. Right. So we started the paperwork, and the guy at the, the gun shop looked at. It, he's like, "I can't transfer this. It's not compliant." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "It has a bayonet lug." I'm like, "That's not a bayonet lug. It, it's a shaved bayonet lug. There's no bayonet on it. You can't attach a bayonet to it." He's right. Like, it's still a lug. I'm like, I tried. Maybe it's. I tried explaining to the guy. I'm like, you know, while this gun was imported in '94 during the assault weapons ban, right before they cut off the, you know, Narinko imports, it clearly is a ban compliant gun. This is how it was imported. Right. You know, this wasn't done after the fact. It, right. You can't attach a bayonet. It's still a lug. I can't transfer it to you. Yeah. <sighs> but All I can, right, I can well, understand that. Yes look, and no. I mean, it, look. It, but here's the thing: you could, as a gun shop, you need to tread very, very, very carefully. Because one misstep, and theoretically, you could lose your licensing. I suppose. You but know. let's just say that gun had a, a regular fixed magazine in it. Right. It'd be fine. Right. But, again, me knowing that this is a compliant gun mm-hmm. versus him, let's just say, taking the more cautious route, yeah. it, it didn't really jive well. And just, you mm-hmm. know, the attitude of it, yeah. I, I didn't really like. Yeah. Right. Just the, no, it this this isn't it. Yeah, but it clearly is. Right. No, it, it's not. Okay, right. well, thank you for your time. So we had to go somewhere else, and right. the place that the other place that we went charged us out the ass for a transfer. But mm-hmm. I was dragging this guy around to transfer three guns. His girlfriend was with him. He, yeah. she wasn't happy. Yeah. So we paid out the ass to transfer three guns. Right. An in and out transfer fee. In and out transfer fee of thirty dollars <sighs> in, thirty dollars out per gun. So it was one hundred eighty dollars total to transfer three guns. At a certain place that you know of, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say. Yeah. So, again, and then yeah, and it but gets the, I mean, into, it, but that doesn't come back to like who you know, gun shops owners or people who work there being dicks. That's just like bad practice. Bad business. No, practice, but I think, again, you know? it's just the fact. Yeah, of Just instead of just kind of listening to what I was trying to explain right. to him, yeah, exactly. it was just no. Yeah. This is not. That's still a lug. No. Yeah. I'm like, it can't be a bayonet lug if you can't attach a bayonet to it. It's just yeah. a piece of metal. Yeah. But again, it's his shop, and right. I'm like, okay. Like, if you put a ring on the gun, would that be considered a bayonet lug? You know, just because yeah. it's there. I know. You know so I'm not... like, it's his shop. Right. At the end of the day, his business. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm just gonna go somewhere else. Yeah. But again, now was I a dick in that situation? 
I could be probably construed as that. Me yeah. maybe telling him things. I mean, was he, he was, was was did he have an attitude about it or was yeah, he just a little bit of an attitude because he's like, no, that's still a lug. I'm like, but it's not because you can't attach a bayonet to it. Yeah, but it doesn't I mean, matter. It's I guess still a lug. Te- in technicality, it is a lug. It's just shaved off. No, it. Because I mean, at it one was, point it was a lug. Well, at that point, but this right. is the way it was imported during the ban era. I know, I know, so I know. It, yeah. it's a ban compliant rifle. Yeah, I know. And then honestly, I could have just ran home, grabbed an internal magazine, and came put it back. In. You should have. You know what? I didn't want to jack it. It was I was already jackassing enough. Yeah. And like I said, the guy who I was buying the guns from his girlfriend was getting fucking mad at him. And yeah. But so getting back to let's just say things you could do in a gun shop. Mm-hmm. Um, always ask. Right. If you're not sure, ask. Yeah. Um, read the situation. Read the room. Mm-hmm. If he's got a line out the door and you got a bajillion questions, maybe hang back and just say, "Hey, I know I'm next in line, but I have a lot of questions. I'm just going to hang back." Maybe help these other people. Yeah. And then, or even just tell them straight up, hey, I, I have a lot of questions. Do you want me to wait? You yeah. want me to hang out? I, ha- I have a couple minutes. I can wait a few minutes. You know, I don't know, you know. Right. Whatever. Also, plan, if you're planning on buying a gun, don't just allot yourself like 20 minutes in, yeah. on a lunch break or something. Yeah. And you know what? And if it is 20 minutes on a lunch break and you just literally want to go there and look at shit in the counter, tell them. So right. they're not hovering around Hey, I'm around just here you. to look. So um, like, yeah, exactly, man. Just like I, I just need a minute. You I've know. gone into places where I'm just, they're like, hey, can I help you? And like, you know, honestly, I just... I just want to look browsing, around. Yeah. I just want to look around. I'm just seeing so, what you got. And then you just say, like, look, if if uh, if I'm interested in something, I'll just I'll just let you know. You know. The whatever. last time I was in a gun shop picking up ammo, like I had said, the line was out the door. Mm-hmm. I came in and they're snaking you through the store. But he told me to go stand in a certain part of a store. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, really quick before I do that, can I just look at these used guns they have on a rack right when you walk in? He's like, right. yeah, just kind of stay away from people. I'm like, right. okay. Right. And those guns are cabled. They're cable locks. So you can't just pick them up. So. Right. I know that they were crazy busy, so I wasn't going to ask him to unlock it. I'm just right. kind of looking at the gun on the rack, and there yeah. were two, um, they were two last ditch Arasakas, okay. um, and I was kind of interested in them. I wanted to see if the mum was still intact, and which it wasn't. Which you know, I didn't wind up buying them, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I I knew that I wasn't going to waste his time to unlock them once I saw that the mums weren't intact. Yeah. I just knew, okay, I'm looking at him. The price was a little high. I'm yeah. pass. Let me get in line to buy some ammo. Yeah. And even still, I was waiting like a half hour for ammo. Just two yeah. boxes of ammo. Yeah. Because they were, they had five guys behind the counter doing pistol transactions, answering phones. And I'm like, all right, I know what I'm here for. I'm going to let these other people, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain mm-hmm. about waiting a half hour because they're right. swamped. So read the room. Right. That, that just goes kind of common sense. So let me ask you this because I think this might be something that they might deal with. Um, Haggling on pricing, because <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. I can see where people will be like, "Oh, this gun's you know five hundred dollars. Mm, can you do four hundred? You know, the the markup on new guns is not much. On they guns, don't make right. money on new guns. They right. make money on accessories, used guns, mm-hmm. ammo, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. Um, and honestly, some people's expectations of haggling are really ridiculous. Like, yep. you, how many times have we gone to a gun show and you see a ridiculous price on a gun, and the guy's yeah. like, "I the I know what I got, guy." You know, uh, before all this pandemic crap happened, I went to a small military show and this guy had a K98 mm-hmm. with a crack stock and like it was real beat up and he wanted yeah. like 1200 bucks for mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, that's not worth $1,200. He just has a ridiculous high price, maybe knowing that people are going to, you know, hammer him down a bit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt to ask. New guns, you're not really going to get a break on just to be realistic. I mean, the price is the price, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe if you're buying a bunch of other shit, maybe yeah. they could take off on some sure. accessories or whatever sure. but and, and think about the way you word it too as a, yeah. as a you know don't you know if someone's like oh the gun's $500 don't be like mm, can you do 300 how about you say like look 
you know, is there anything better you guys could do on price? You know, I kind of had a budget of like, you know, 400. Right. Don't look at a thousand dollar gun and expect to pay $400. Oh yeah, of course. But you just say like, look, if you know you have a thousand dollars to spend, right. And you want to go buy a gun that's on the shelf and you're seeing the gun and it's it's $1,100, $1,200. You could always say to him like, look, my budget was a thousand, was a thousand. So, you know, is there anything better you can do on the gun to get me closer to closer to close the gap on the budget? Right. You know, and if it's a used gun, they might be able to say to you, you know what? Yeah, yeah. we'll do it for you. No problem. Or, right. oh, I see you have, like, ammunition and you want the gun, too. Like, look, if you want, we'll, we'll throw in a few boxes of ammo for you. And, and right. Just to kind of close ask, the deal. Ask, Right. Right. It's more common but, on but used don't be, guns. But don't be a dick about it. Right. You know? Yeah. Don't expect a discount. Oh, yeah. Don't automatically. And if, and if they say no, don't fucking. Don't complain. Yeah. And don't call them, you know, names or don't say they were yeah, assholes. Don't say that's fucking ridiculous. And, oh, you know, I've seen the gun go for less other places. Well, if you've seen the gun go for less other places, then fucking go to the other yeah, place and buy exactly. it. Exactly. That. That excuse only works if it's above market value across yeah. the board. If you're looking at, let's just say, an old gun like a 9130 Mosin, you know the the retail, like the current value price of those nowadays are like three to $400 if you were to go into a store. Obviously, you could get them less. Obviously, you could get them more. It depends on the gun. But right. if a guy's got um, a gun, a Mosin 9130 for $600, mm-hmm. and you say, I could buy that gun new right now for, well, new, but I yeah. could buy that gun off the rack at a gun shop for 350 Right. Don't insult the guy. You know, yeah. you might not know. Maybe that gun has uh, a particular provenance or a yeah. particular... There might be a significance about right. it. Right. You just see a price tag and you might think it's a 9130. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with going up to him and say, like, hey, like, hey. I see this gun here. I saw a, a bunch of them at another gun shop going for $400. Why is this one 600 right. Like, is there something about it that's, you know, historically significant? Right. And you might learn something. And you know what? That's his, uh, historical significance might be worth that extra $200 for you where might you're be. like, holy shit, I, I want it. Right. You know, I was at a gun show. Uh, the last gun show I was at before all this pandemic crap happened last year. And the guy had uh, Chinese Type 56 SKSs on the mm-hmm. rack. Yeah. And he wanted like 600 or something dollars for yeah. him. But if you look, they, this is when they were imported and you could get them from like Classic Firearms, Atlantic mm-hmm. Firearms, mm-hmm. JG, yeah. all the big online distributors. Right. And they were getting like $325 from them. And then if you automatically add transfer and tax, mm-hmm. you know, you were yeah. looking at like four, right. mid four, mm-hmm. high four, mm-hmm. a little less than $500. He wanted 600 for him. Yeah. And I said to him like, hey, is there anything you could do on the price? He's like, uh, let me check. He goes over to somebody. He's like, no, I can't. I can't do anything on the price. I'm like, all right, well, the reason, I, and I said, the reason I'm asking is because you know, they were recently imported. And even if I buy one online, all in, transfer and everything, it's about $500. Right. And I, I said, you know, would you be able to do it for $500? I'll buy it from you. It's close to the price that you're asking. Right. He went back and asked. He's like, no, I can't. I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a dick about it. But yep. I explained to mm-hmm. him where I was coming from. Right. Trying to yeah. make a sale. Yeah. And there's there's a way to do it. Yeah. Don't go in there and just be a jerk being like, right. well, I'm not paying like, oh, I don't, I'm not paying this price. It's not, it's not like buying a used car, you know, where you could, where you could, where you know they spent a thousand dollars on the trade-in, you know, and then now they want ten thousand dollars for the car, and you know there's money, you know, like it's not it's manage not, your expectations yeah. of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, read you know. the room, manage your expectations. Right. And also, you know, if you don't know something, at one point in our lives, we're gonna get taken advantage of. Let's just say. Yeah. You know, you're gonna think something is worth a lot more than what you paid for it, but realizing that oh shit it's not so if you see like a sporterized mill syrup mm-hmm. like a k98 oh k98 that's like twelve hundred dollars or you know a thousand dollar gun and i'm only getting it for 250 dollars yeah. well it's sporterized and that's why it's 250 dollars right don't think that you're getting an amazing deal without really looking into yeah. what it actually is you're yeah. buying 
Um, Now, getting back to the gun shop, let's just say, like, you know, you're you're talking to the guy, and let's just say you went through all this. with. Let's just say you told him beforehand, I'm looking to buy a gun. You went through, like, an hour of his time, and then you're like, you know what? I appreciate your time, um, but I saw the gun online, and thanks for the information. I'm just going to go buy it online. Hmm, Yeah. Yeah. That's like getting blue-balled, and no wonder he's going to be an asshole. Yeah. Because you wasted an hour of his time where he could have been helping other people, doing other things, and you just said, I'm going to go buy it online. And that goes for a lot of industries, uh, the the music industry, the clothing industry. I mean, yeah. yeah, So, I mean, if you're going to go in there and dedicate time without really being upfront about it, Mm -hmm. just be like, look, I saw this. I really want some more information from it. And honestly, a lot of times you might not save that much money buying it online with yeah. transfer fees and shipping. Then you right. would just buying it in store and developing yeah. a relationship. And going back to asking them, you know, for, you know, a better price or whatever, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, hey, look, um, I saw this gun online for this price. Okay. Whatever the gun is, um, you know, I would rather buy it in store if you guys can get close to that price i know with you know the shipping and the and the and you know tax and and transfers it's going to be around this like can you guys do a similar price point right you know um and they then might. and then they might say like okay yeah yeah let's yeah. let's look let me let me give you some options okay we have this option this option this is the closest to you they might mean they might not have the exact thing you right. want anyway or if you're looking at a handgun let's just say you're looking at a new clock Glock 26, Glock 19, they're very prevalent. They might say, well, to get it closer to your price point, we actually have a used one. Yeah. And then, boom, right. and you're in. Yeah. Um, I also happen to think that doing research ahead of time is really important. Of course. Yeah. So ways you can look up the prices of firearms, let's just say you go online. I always say add like $100 onto the price of an online gun to get what it would cost locally. I yeah. mean, because it, like I said, or to get what it would cost with shipping and transfer. I mean, right, shipping right. on a on a long gun is anywhere from like thirty five to fifty dollars, depending, and then the transfer is like thirty to forty bucks. Right. So you know, I always just say add a hundred on, see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, new guns, you could look and on all these different websites and see what they're selling for. Yeah. Obviously, a time like now, pandemic, gun prices are going to be inflated. Correct. Availability is going to be down. Yep. Prices are inflated, and it's ridiculous. Right. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but used guns, um, look on GunBroker. If you have a GunBroker account, you could do an advanced search, type in a keyword, and see what things have sold for, similar right. to how eBay does it. Right. Um, you could look on forms. If you, you know, hey, price check, what, what are, what's a going rate for this? Oh, I just paid this for this. I right. just paid this for this. Regionally depending, you might find that guns in your region are a lot higher than, let's just say, guns in other parts of the country. And it mm-hmm. might be worth it yeah. to have a new gun bought online and shipped yeah. and still save a couple hundred dollars. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a two-way street. I think for us to say, like, oh, all gun owners, gun shop, you know, counter people and owners need to, uh, you know, not be dicks, but then say, like, but don't worry, if you're a customer, you could still be an asshole. Right. No, it's, it's it definitely street. takes. It's definitely a two-way street. And if you just sat down for a second before you go into a gun shop and, you know, did a little bit of research, not that you're going to know everything, but have an idea of what you want to do and then go in there and use some common sense and don't be, don't be a jerk about certain things. I mean, like, like, like I said, everyone should work retail for at least a short part of their life just so they can understand the way they look when they go into a store. You know, you see a lot of things and you're like, wow, people are really People are really fucking stupid, you know. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it I mean, I some people are, and everyone's a little stupid 
some in in something, you know. <laughs> it's true. Now you've had a really good positive experience at gun shops. I've yeah. had a really good positive right. experience at gun shops. Um, I've had gone. I've gone to gun shops where they started out as a really small place, two man operation, and then they've grown into this kind of big, um, you know, this huge almost shop, like a, almost like a national, like on a national. Yeah, scale, it's like a nationally recognized store manufacturer and i don't really go there anymore yeah i mean for my purposes yep i don't really see the need i mean i feel Mm -hmm. like things are overpriced and not just like on a local level but just overpriced just for the sake of we're a boutique kind of place yeah or you know during the pandemic i see this one particular shop charging insane amounts for for firearms and and ammunition. Yeah, you and saw one that was charging like how? What was not the name of the shop, but what was the situation <laughs> with the, the ammunition? The ammunition w- was like it was like nine millimeter. Right? It, was it was nine like millimeter for like around. almost a dollar around. It was oh. like 80, 85 cents around, eighty cents around. Oh and okay, during a pandemic, during mm-hmm. a shortage, mm-hmm. prices are going to go up. Right, and I get that. But this person shows pictures all the time of hey, we have pallets of ammo in stock, no limits, come get it. Right. So your supply isn't so much an issue maybe that your cost has gone up but comparatively yeah and that's the whole thing when you look around like if you look at a website like target sports yeah. you can kind of get an idea of like pricing i mean target sports has been out right they've been know. out of stock lately uh, i've been seeing online internet prices of let's just say 556 at like 60 yeah. cents around right which is high yeah but considering this but that's local like the place, average right and then you have the local place which is like for, almost a dollar around right yeah and i'm like yeah, that's a problem. 90 cents around, I think yeah. it was the last time I saw. Yeah. And honestly, you know, if you feel like you need ammunition right now and you need to pay that price, go ahead. People yeah. defend it saying, well, it's capitalism. It's, you know, supply and demand. You and don't own is. a business. And it you is capitalism know. and it is supply and demand, but it's capitalism and you don't have to go there. Right. I, I don't, I shouldn't have to feel like I need to be rich to go to a gun store. Yeah. My idea of a gun shop is approachability, mm-hmm. is, you know, customer service, is yeah. that... That hey, I know that I can go there, and no matter if I even, you know, refer somebody there, no matter mm-hmm. their level of right. expertise or gun knowledge, right. that they're going to get treated really well. Yeah, and that's the whole thing where I recommended my friend to go right. to this place. And now, granted, it wasn't the same exact shop. I have been to the shop he went to, but it wasn't to purchase anything. It was to use their range. Mm-hmm. They have an indoor range. And um, you said you had a positive experience. In I I did have a yeah. positive experience there, but they also knew I was. Yeah. a cop yeah. and when we went in it was actually me and another cop buddy of mine he came over and he was like oh you know i invited him over to my place he lives in the city and he was like oh um he's like i was like let's you know bring your bring your gun we'll, we'll go shoot yeah um we went in you know obviously they didn't know us and then once once you know they were like uh you know i said oh you you know we're gonna use the range oh okay it's right in the back we're in the back and the guy was like all right uh, do you have your credentials you know took out the shield and mm. and you know you're and like oh okay you yeah. know, that's like, like, oh, okay. It's like now they realize like who you are. And, yeah, and but I feel like you shouldn't have to no. be a law enforcement officer in order I to agree. get preferential treatment I on agree. Long Island. And, I agree. So. And that, but that goes back to some of the other places that we talked about where, you know, the story I told you, it actually, it's, you know, without giving it away, that's the same place yeah. you were talking about where they were like a small shop and they yeah. grew. Same thing where the guy I knew, he went into the gun shop and they were, you know, very cold to him until they, until he took out his his credentials yeah. and they were like oh okay and then they treated him like he was a totally different person right and this and place that should not uh, that shouldn't be that way this place in particular I was buying from for years that the place that would you know the, the, yeah, yeah. Um, I started buying from them when they were just a two man operation in a back room in an industrial section mm-hmm. selling parts yeah and then they, they moved into an actual retail store and they didn't even have 
the New York State dealer in firearms. So they were just dealing with rifles and shotguns, no handguns mm-hmm. yet. And then, you know, I bought stuff from them over the years. And then when they moved into a larger facility and opened a range and, and everything, I you know what? They, they, they provide a service. They found a niche. Good for them. But yeah. in my opinion, f- for what I do... It's not really yeah. what I go to. I don't feel like paying a shitload of money for just an AR-15. Right. You know, honestly, if that's what you want to do and you have go to a place and yeah. buy one, that's fine. Good. Mm-hmm. It's good on you. Right. Um, but for my purposes, like I said, I mostly deal in older collectible firearms. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten tons of firearms transferred there. I've met mm-hmm. in-person transfers, internet transfers. And, you know, but it's just like every time I go in there, sometimes it's like the guy behind the counter is like, oh, what kind of gun is this? Um, oh, it's a it's a K ninety eight. Okay. Um, what's the uh, country of origin? Germany. Oh, okay. Where's the serial number? Oh, it's right here. And I've had to kind of like do the job for them. Yeah. And, I mean, look, they deal mostly in new guns, and yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. That's not the right place for that. But the person right. that you know was transferring, you know, yeah, that's where I he wanted to meet up. But yeah. I think, like we said, just to kind of rehash everything, mm-hmm. two way street. Yeah. Guy behind the counter might be an asshole, but honestly, kill him with kindness. Just yeah. you know, I've I've and be straightforward with. Oh them, yeah, man. be straightforward. I make a lot of small talk in case yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. And when I bought my M ones, mm-hmm. I had him transfer that. It wasn't a gun shop; it was a hardware store with an FFL. Mm-hmm. And the guy, he's he was a nice guy, but at first he was. I'd be on the phone and it'd be like, "Hey, I, so and so, I I just wanted to come know what time would be good for me to come and pick up my guns." Yeah. What time works for you? Um, how about eleven o'clock Tuesday? That won't work. Okay, how about <laughs> 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock I can do. Okay, thanks. And you know, yeah. I'm like, God, this guy's a, an asshole. Yeah. But then when you go there, when I went to the place, <laughs> I realized everyone's asking for him. He's on the phone. He's running around. He's helping customers. Right. And I'm like, right. okay, I get it. And then when I got the M1s, he was happy as can be looking at him, taking yeah. him apart, telling me, oh, this is a Springfield trigger group with a mm. with a Springfield bolt. This is your barrel yeah. date. And he was totally cool. But right. certain people's personalities, like... Yep. I'm a different kind of personality than him, mm-hmm. but when we actually got the firearms, he showed me the M1s that he had in the back that were his. And yeah. So don't always just judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I would say if you go if you go into a brand new shop for the first time, a new shop to you, you have a bad experience, try going back another time. Yeah, give it two, maybe, give it two or three yeah, times. Maybe give it two or three times. Maybe you had a bad maybe you just got a bad sales guy. Maybe he had a bad day. Whatever whatever it is, not giving them a pass, but no. look it happens. We all have bad experiences. We go to the we go to our favorite restaurant and you know, the nine waiter at, sucks, nine but out of the ten, food is amazing. Nine, nine out of ten times, you have a great experience, and one time, not so great. Do you stop going back because of the one time you went nine other times and it was fucking yeah. great? It kind of has to do with that. Yeah. The uh, the gun shop that you were talking about that you were uh, that you were going to when they were smaller. I think you and I went to a, a, a gun show once, right? And they were there, and I, um, they like knew you by name and everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, now you know. Now they wouldn't. I Maybe. Know you, I mean, but... they might recognize me. Funny yeah. enough, I ran into one of them when my wife and I were looking to get married. We were at the same place when they had like an open house. And okay. I, yeah. I rec- we recognized each yeah. other and we were talking for yeah. a little bit. Um, but again, it's just, you know, just becoming friendly, remembering names. Yeah. The guy behind the counter, if he tells you his name, try and remember it. Because the yeah. next time you go in, oh, hey, so-and-so, he might not remember you, but he's right. like, okay, he knows my name. Yeah. Obviously, he's been here before. Yeah, you can even be like, hey, look, you know, maybe maybe that's the guy you want to work with every right. time. You know? Yeah, if some so other guy like, comes to you, oh, no, I'm waiting for so-and-so. Yeah. He, uh, like, oh, is, uh, you know, is Bill in? Yeah. We use the name Bill a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Bill's going to be like, what the hell? But uh, like, oh, hey, do you need any help? Yeah, um, I worked with Bill last time. Is Bill in? Yeah, you know, oh yeah, Bill. Uh, Bill's not that. in today. All right. Um, do you know when he's in next? Uh, no, you know, he. I think he comes in on Tuesday. All right, I'll, I'll give him a call back on Tuesday. Right. You know, 
You just be like, yeah, Bill, Bill and I have a good relationship. He knows what I'm looking for, and right. it'd be easier to deal with him. It is what it is. Right. And you also, know? don't be afraid. I know a lot of times, like we said, there's a stigma, but also yeah. don't be afraid just to go in for the little things. Like I said, like yeah. a cleaning kit, a mm-hmm. gun sock, um, yeah. you know, yep. something if you, you know, that you need right. locally. Yeah. You know, it, it might save you a little bit of money, but I mean, it might cost you a little bit of more, uh, money, but you'll also be keeping them around. And I know, honestly, we're, with ammo, we're always looking for the best deal. We're always mm-hmm. looking for the best price. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, like, like for example, getting back to it, the reason I was in the store two weeks ago was because my coworker was going hunting. He was going hog hunting with his son for 16th birthday. Okay, cool. And he was looking for 30-30. Yeah. No one had it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't find 30-30 for mm-hmm. shit. I said, why don't you try calling this place that I go to? He's like, oh, that's the place. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He, he, I told him where it was. Right. He called, and they're like, yeah, we got it. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do you a favor. I live right by there. I'll just swing by, pick it up on my way to work mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. No problem. So that's why I was there. But, you know, honestly, they had the ammo in stock. Granted, right. it was premier hunting ammo and it was very expensive. But money aside, they had it. And um, I, right. you know, I went there and yeah. they provided the service. Yeah. I know I was bit, I was just bitching about high priced ammo before. It wasn't for me; it was for him. So I, yeah. <laughs> I was just doing him a favor, yeah. going well, to pick it you up. You know, like as far as ammo is concerned, for me, like I do always look for the best price, just because you spend it so quick. You know, every time you pull the trigger. So, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, like when I look on Target Sports and I see that the cheapest nine millimeter ammo they have right now is fucking like you know eighteen cents around. What is it normal? It's geez, it's like it's not eighteen cents around now. What is it normally? Normally, it's like. 18 to 25 cents no 25 cents is too high i think it's it's like 18 oh, depending but you on can what get it is are you looking for oh, well, like you know like cci or are you looking for the spear gold dot you know what i mean yeah I've, i mean Just they have good FNJ. they have good deals sometimes yeah. Yeah. but i've seen it now it's like i've seen it high, as high as like 40 cents yeah. yeah you know when it's in stock right when it's in stock and it's you know because we're dealing with pandemic pricing so right. in you know i know i know the prices are going to go back down so i just don't buy any right exactly now. so you know, the last but, time I bought bulk five five six was from them, and we paid about three hundred dollars for a case of yeah. a thousand rounds. Yeah, that was before all the shit went yeah. down. Mm-hmm. So I think the last time I bought nine millimeter, it was like a hundred and seventy dollars with tax, no shipping because I bought a thousand rounds. So yeah, about about seventeen to eighteen cents right. a round with with tax is going to be probably what the least you're going to pay. That's from Target Sports. Yeah, yeah. And they 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 the, they have to, the best prices I've ever seen. And yeah, and they they do. They, they will ship, ship straight to your door in New York. They do, yeah, in New York. So. Um not giving them we're not endorsed by them or anything. No. But you know, I wish, I was I wish just, we were. <laughs> Target Sports if you uh <laughs> one ammo straight shipped straight to your door in New yeah, York. Yeah. And um, if anyone from Target Sports is listening, we love you. We, we would love uh, ammo. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I was just bitching about high yeah. prices and listen, Everyone wants a good deal. Yeah, for sure. And there's a difference between mm-hmm. high prices and, in my opinion, price gouging. I yeah, was well, bitching about price market. gouging. Yeah, I mean, there's earlier. a difference between market price just because of what's going on in the world and then price gouging. The right. situation you're talking about, that's that's gouging. I know. If you can go everywhere else and around, you know, let's just, to, to make the numbers easy, if you can go and you can get a box of ammo for a dollar, I wish, um, and then everywhere it's a dollar, you know, a dollar twenty, whatever, and then you see a place it's two dollars. Then there's an issue there, right? You know, if right. you could buy it retail from other places for a dollar, and then one shop has it for two dollars, that's an issue, right? And people will always defend, saying it's their business; they could charge what they want. And they're it's right. Market they're, demand. They're 100 percent right about exactly. That. But I choose not to then go support that business. Mm-hmm. This is also a place that yeah. you know upcharges for firearms. Yep. I mean, yep. especially during a, a pandemic, yeah. which 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Mm-hmm. You know, almost $900 yeah. for a Mossberg shockwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. It, some shops are always going to do sketchy things. I mean, gas stations jack up their oh, prices. Yeah. and I know. You know, people have no choice. They have to buy gas. That's a problem. <laughs> but that's also across the board. All gas stations do it. You know what I mean? Like No. When, like, Sandy hit, pe- oh, they were well, that's, fucking people. That's different. I mean, that, that, that is, is different. That's still I'm price talking, gouging. I'm talking about, like, what I was thinking of was, like, the demand in the summer when gas usually goes up a little bit. That is, or, like, when the that's price of gouging. oil no, that's goes market, up. That's market value. No, I know that. But we were just talking yeah. about market value versus gouging. Yeah. So I expect a reasonable price increase if the price of oil barrels go right, up. Right, of course. But in my opinion, if you see gouging and if you see a gun store that's just, like, you know just doesn't fit what you're into then mm-hmm. just don't go there there's yeah, plenty of other go. options and don't go on the internet i mean you can you can do whatever you want but i don't know about going on like leaving a review on their facebook page saying like oh they are price gouging dude you're not going to be met with any type of sympathy like right. people who go to that shop who have family who are on their page they're gonna rip rip you apart you know yeah. so. now i've been known to call out places like that for yeah. not leaving a review on their website but mm-hmm. just saying hey people i know don't go to this place because, yeah. in my opinion, they're yeah. in my opinion they're taking advantage of people during a, a time yeah. of unprecedented yeah. firearm sales and scarceness mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, and I don't think you've ever I've I've never heard you say like don't go to that place. All I've ever heard you say was like, well, let I mean, me tell you, people. let me I, tell you about my experience. I do that, but yeah. then I also tell people like, look, if you just don't go there, I do tell yeah. people okay. that I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So I I do kind of vent about them a little bit mm-hmm. online, but you know. To me, it's just getting your opinion out there. If yeah. you think that they're doing some hinky shit, yeah. then I'm just... Re- I'm just really not in... I don't really like to leave negative reviews. No, I don't leave negative reviews. Like, like, I, I never up, leave a yeah, review of a right. business that I've never personally done things to. Right. They want to do it, that's fine, but like on a third party, like Reddit or something like yeah, that, yeah. I'll just... I'll take a sc- I took a screenshot of something yeah. and I circled it and yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Right. This price for mm-hmm. this firearm is ridiculous. Yeah. And then people also comment, yes, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but right. Right. then yeah, other places yeah. are, you know, saying, you know, that place sucks ass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it just gets into it. It reminds but, me of a funny story. It's got nothing to do with guns, but there's a guy I know. He runs like a, like a it's kind of like a news outlet. kind of. He does like local news. And um, there was, uh, he kind of, every once in a while, home manage like people's like Facebook ads and stuff like that. So he recommended this this shop do a Facebook ad or he a shop asked him if he thought it was a good idea and he was like, eh, you got to be careful with those because, you know, whatever. And they were like, no, 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 we're going to do it. So they ended up doing it and you can't control what people like if you take a little ad People could like leave a review on the ad or comment, and because it's like a Facebook ad, you really can't control what's on there. People were fucking ripping them apart, dude. Like it was a restaurant, mm. and people like you know whatever they liked it, they didn't like it, dude. Like almost every single comment was like about just how shitty the restaurant is, and they could not get rid of the comments. <laughs> you know, That's so hilarious. Yeah, but you know, just 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 realize that every time you leave a negative comment, like you are hurting somebody's family. It depends if you know? it's warranted or not. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. if you had a bad experience and you actually yeah. went there and had that, then you could leave a review. But sometimes people just bash people would, just to bash yeah, people. I would recommend, like, if you actually, if you had a legitimate concern. issue, concern, bad experience, email them. 
go 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 to them directly because maybe you know maybe that's a known issue maybe like oh you know i had a bed you know i went into your gun shop i send an email to the whoever dm them whatever you want to do hey you know i went to your gun shop i dealt with this guy you know, his name was bill and you know he he was he was kind of a dick he didn't really give me the time of day you know is there a, is there a time i can come back and maybe speak with you mm. you know give him another shot i mean maybe bill was having problems you don't know about maybe bill is a problem and now you know, unfortunately, he's going to get fired because Bill sucks. But <laughs> I'm telling you, Bill's going to listen to this and be like, dude, what the hell? Bill, uh, just so everybody knows, the Bill that we know has nothing to do with firearms. No, not at all. <laughs> so kind of wrapping this yeah. up, I, I say that it's a two-way street. Guy behind the counter could be a jerk, but customers can also be. Recognize that they have often a lot to deal with. Dumb questions all day. Guns getting pointed at them. Yeah. You know, you have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of inventory yeah. that you are directly responsible for right, right. something that's potentially deadly mm-hmm. um and then you as a customer might waste their time on a constant basis yeah and then they just get jaded by it i mean yeah. we all get jaded yeah. by the industry that we work in mm-hmm. um do a little research ahead of time yeah kind of know what you know what you want mm-hmm. be very upfront ask lots of right. questions and honestly, just try to support the local businesses yeah. that treat you right. Yeah. And I would say this might go without saying for a lot of people, but if you're going to bring a gun in, make sure it's unloaded. Oh, yeah. Make Jesus sure, Christ. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you carry a firearm because you have a, you know, a carry and you go into a gun shop, don't, you know, don't if, if you're going to go in looking for questions about that firearm or service for that firearm, don't wear, don't carry the gun there. Like, you know, on your person as if you were carrying it to the grocery store and then be like, well, yeah, I had a question about this gun and fucking pull it out. Right. I mean, those are like little things that I think most people understand, but if you don't, don't do that. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, bring it unloaded in a case yeah. and just, right. you know, lay it on the counter mm-hmm. and look before you hand it to them just like they would to you right. and make sure it's unloaded. Yeah, I've you heard know, like firearm safety. I've heard horror stories about people getting flagged. You know, dude. And you know what? Sometimes it's 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 kind of like if you're at a gun show. Have you ever been to a gun show and you want to look at a gun? Yeah. You see them pointing it up at the ceiling and looking. Yeah. And sometimes, right. honestly, you know, how do you check the barrel on a revolver? Right. You have to unload it. Right. Make sure it's unloaded and point the gun at yourself to look down the barrel of a revolver. Right. Obviously, there's times like people say never point a gun at, and it's like, look, okay, we get it. You make sure the right. gun is unloaded, but in right. order to inspect the gun. You have to make sure it's unloaded, and certain firearms. The only way to do that is to look up through the end of the barrel. Right. And honestly, you know, if like I said with the Mosin, if there's no way of knowing that the firearm is unloaded, that guy Mm -hmm. wouldn't cut the the zip tie for me to undo the bolt, then Mm -hmm. I wasn't touching it. You know, I bought uh, my Mosin at a at a gun show, and the guy, you know, took took the um, bolt out, took the bolt out, put a little a light down. And he was like, you know, I looked down the barrel of the yeah. gun. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing. Um, under the right circumstances, obviously. Yes, yes. You know. Certain guns, you can only do that from one way. Right. So, again, just know the firearm safety rules. Mm-hmm. Be a little informed as much as you can. Yeah. Obviously, if you don't, if you never handled a gun, you're not going to know. But right. you could look up things about that gun ahead of time. Yeah. So. Well, I guess that's it for today. <laughs> I think we covered a lot on that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we were, you know, like I said, I do like to make small talk. And yeah. um, I, I could go in a gun store and just fucking talk my ear off and I know that there's a time and place why, to that's do that's probably why they hate everybody because of you <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who just wants to talk about yeah. everything I bet and... you walk in and they go fuck oh that guy's here for another Mosin <laughs> Jesus Christ I sold this guy like fucking 40 of them <laughs> <laughs> how much space does he have in his home well listen that's why I said in, yeah. in the previous episode I, yeah. I might need another safe yeah. which oh god 
Oh, it's getting God. to that point. It's getting to that point. <laughs> Liberty, I might oh, be giving you a call. Jesus. I don't know where you would put it. I don't know, man. To make some room. Uh, that might that might be the nexus for you making some space. I don't know. Start getting rid of shit. <laughs> I mean, you didn't want to have another baby, right? Just use a... <laughs> It's going to be your son hey, right honey, next to your son. The gun safe is going to go in the baby room. Yeah, That's the only exactly. place for it. Yeah. Well, it's the, safe. The, the, gun, the smell of gun oh, solvents Jesus and gun Christ. lube. And <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. All right. I think that's it for today. I think we covered a lot. Um, thanks for checking us out, guys. We really appreciate yeah. it. And again, um, any questions, always yeah, reach out to definitely. us. If you have a bad gun shop experience or a yeah. good one, or if you right. want to give a, a shout out to a gun shop in your yeah. area, yeah. leave a comment on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'm sure they sure. would love the, the, the advertisement. Yeah. And um, if anybody has any Thing they want us to talk about in the future let us know um so we don't have to keep racking our brain thinking about things <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about but there are there's there's also a lot of things that don't exactly fit into new york state we try and we try and keep it new york you know, centric yeah but there's only so much you know right we're just talking about guns you we, know? we have been keeping an eye on legislation for example like right. john asked me the other day about 763 yeah 7763 that's that's still passed the senate but it hasn't gone anywhere yeah, hasn't gone anywhere. um so there's no update on that yeah. Um, there's no, uh, as far as I know, there's really no other current legislation pending. Yeah, um, not that I saw. There's stuff on a federal level, like the ATF recently reclassifying a pistol brace, yeah. a pistol as a short barrel rifle from Q Firearms, that, but yeah. that might not really apply to New York. Yeah. I mean, it does apply to New York in the sense where they could then renege on a, de- on a classification of a pistol brace yeah. and then people's others and things in New York might yeah. come into scrutiny. But next week I want to talk about, because we, I mentioned this last night which we didn't have enough time to look into it but talking about like the stand your ground laws versus you know uh, yeah. duty to retreat things like that in new yeah. york that's i mean that is directly new york state directly um because we we kind of had the conversation once before mentioned it that you know you don't you have a duty to retreat in new york state yeah. you can't just someone just ro- walks into your house you can't just necessarily shoot them um you do have a duty to retreat so um i think we'll talk about that next week it's gonna yeah. take a little bit to to wade through everything um, we could oh, we could talk about the. Did you see that couple? Oh yeah, they were recently charged. They, they were charged again. Uh, I know it's just fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, it just the, the, it's just they're not going to get convicted. Point. No, it's just a yeah. political stunt. It's just uh, like when will people just fucking realize? Like you had a mob of people in front of your fucking house. Granted, yeah. like I said in the past, she shouldn't have been waving a pistol at people. That's on her. Yeah, but that's that's not. I mean, the way she was. You can't even say that because what they're gonna say is, oh, they were they were menacing people with the firearm. The mere holding of a firearm is not menacing. Also, people were menacing them. Yeah, so. exactly. But you know, they they're they're gonna say, oh, they were peacefully protesting. If you look at the new charges, it was like used had a firearm in. I don't even know. It was like something yeah, stupid, like had a firearm in the uh, used a firearm against protesters. Like, Dude, it, it was real property. Bullshit. Like, yeah, it, it, it almost feels like they like made up the charge. It, it does. Know? It really does. So, whatever. Maybe we'll talk about that. We'll see what the outcome of that should be. So, but for today, we're done. Um, thanks everyone for uh, for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. All right, cool. Thanks, John. Thank you, Taylor. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to today's episode at the NY Gun Guys podcast. We do release a new episode every Monday. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at NY Gun Guys. Please give us a like, a follow, and a share. If you have any feedback or a suggestion for our future episode, definitely send us an email at info at nyguyguys.com.
We'll see you next time. Be safe out there.